1: The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, the fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything me and the guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Icarus Reality with Shane Jones. What's up, guys, and thanks for tuning in. Increase of Our Reality is officially one year old, so welcome to season two. With that comes that awesome new intro you guys just heard from listener and good friend SocioBeat, who also worked on the Open Minds Media watermark that you guys have been hearing for a while, the uh, Bite Size Bizarrety intro, and the Bizarre Encounters intro. So he's become my exclusive sound guy, and I appreciate your hard work, brother. Some other special thank yous for my uh, top supporters, of course, are Brian, Shane, Riley, and Brandy. You guys have done a lot this past year to help support the show, and I appreciate every single one of you guys, and I love the fact that I get to talk to all of you guys regularly, and uh, hopefully I keep you guys entertained going into the future. And of course, thank you to all of you guys for listening. In this coming year, I'd love to get to know all of you guys personally, so uh, don't hesitate to initiate some conversation. This year, I'm going to be working a bit harder to produce some even better content for you guys and try to make the show sound as professionally as I possibly can. And uh, today, I have an awesome encounterer interview for you guys. But uh, before we get into that, of course, we got to knock out all of the front of house stuff real quick. If you guys don't mind reviewing or sharing the show, I definitely appreciate it. Uh, Hopefully five stars only. And if you guys are awesome enough to leave a review on iTunes, of course, I will read it on the show and give you guys a shout out. Uh, if you guys don't mind sharing the show with a friend, it's one awesome way to help the show grow. Um, you know, just share share posts. That's a good way of doing it. If there's episodes that you know that people might be interested in, you know, just uh, shoot them over the cover art, uh, tag them in the post. Um, even just mentioning word of mouth goes a long way, and I definitely appreciate it from all you guys. If you guys want to get updates on the show and new episodes, of course, go and uh, follow on social media. Instagram is the one that I am the most active on, of course. So if you guys are going to shoot me a message, that's probably the best place to do it. Uh, You guys can also pop into the Telegram or the Discord to have some awesome conversations with some awesome people, also including my two co-hosts from Bizarre Encounters, Ornn and Jenny. Uh, If anybody's interested in being a guest on the show, whether you're an author, researcher, experiencer, open-minded individual... Uh, a cultist, any kind of weird stuff. I definitely want to sit down and have a conversation with you, so uh, don't hesitate to shoot me a message and start up a conversation so that I can hopefully get you on the show. Uh, you guys can also shoot me an email through Increase of Our Reality Podcast at Outlook dot com. Or you can also go to the link tree and up at the top, there is a submission form and that'll go directly to my email. Uh, More often than not, it seems like stuff always goes to spam or junk. And I know I always say this every single show, but I just want to make sure that you guys know that I do reply to every single email that I get. Uh, It just seems that they always go to the spam or junk folder. So keep an eye out there because it's not a matter of if I'll reply, it's when I'll reply. And it'll be very soon. So again, don't let it get buried into your drunker spam folders. And uh, if you guys haven't already, like I was mentioning with my awesome co-hosts that are in the Discord, uh, go and check out Bizarre Encounters. Orn and Jenny are killing it over there as co-hosts. We've been getting into the dives lately. So there's a little bit more of that content over there. Uh, Of course, there's still interviews, but we're trying to get a little bit more heavy into the uh, deep dives ourselves portion of it. So... Um, If you guys want to keep an eye out on any work that I might be putting out, because I try to keep everything all under my Open Minds Media title as far as like production company goes. So any new show that I produce, uh, it'll all be under that. So if you guys want to keep up on everything new that I'm doing, uh, go and check out the Open Minds Media Instagram, Patreon, anywhere you can happen to find it. Ways that you guys can support the show, you guys can always come and become a member on the Patreon. Uh, There you'll get early access to episodes. Uh, you'll get ad-free episodes. uh, You'll get live feeds of episodes. You'll get the live replay of episodes. Um, Coming here soon in the future, there'll be Inquiries, Thoughts, and Theories, which will be a Patreon-exclusive show. Um, I might drop that on the main feed at least for the first couple episodes so you guys kind of get a feel for it. And then that one's going to become a Patreon-exclusive. There's multiple tiers, so go and check it out and see what uh, one fits you best. Uh, If you guys want to donate directly, you can also do that through PayPal, Venmo, Cash App. Um, You can also go onto Red Circle, which is the RSS host. There's a donation option down at the bottom. Uh, Another way you guys can support the show, of course, is to go and check out Open Minds Media merch store and go and get yourself some awesome Open Minds Media show merch, which includes, of course, Inquiries of Our Reality, Bizarre Encounters, Bite Sized Bizarreties, uh, Big Dumb Inquiries merch is on there, of course, too. I know that one kind of got buried a bit. Um, Hopefully, that'll be popping back soon at some point. But uh, for now, it's still around. buried in there. And then uh, soon enough, when I drop inquiries, thoughts, and theories, of course, uh, there'll be some merch for that on there. Uh, the logo, I think it's pretty cool. I spent some time on it. It's very Twilight Zone-y. So uh, yeah, go check it out. I think you guys will uh, really enjoy it. So if you guys want to go and get yourself some other merch, of course, go and check out Crypto Theology. There you'll find cryptid stuff, alien stuff, paranormal stuff, uh he's always adding there's always new stuff so i guarantee if you dig through everything you'll find some awesome stuff that you guys will like uh everything that i mentioned of course all available under the link tree try to make it quick and easy i'm not going to sit here and say it in the beginning of the show so go and check out the show description and uh file the trail along to whatever you happen to be looking for and with that let's get into the show Welcome to the show, Experiencer, Gabriel Guzman. How's it going today, man? Pretty good. So we've been talking for a hot minute, uh, trying to get everything coordinated so that you can come onto the show and uh, talk about your experiences, but uh, you have a lot to dig into. So I guess uh, I won't waste any time with me randomly talking in the beginning, and uh, we'll hop right into your experiences. And I guess the uh, very first place, the best place to start would be right at the beginning, and then we'll kind of just... Roll through them chronologically, I guess, if that's if that's how the story kind of plays out. But
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So the first one kind of happened when I was living and working up at a ski resort about forty miles outside of South Lake Tahoe. Um, I was doing graveyard snowmaking, so it's basically midnight to noon, and you pretty much hike all along the mountain setting up snow guns, trying to get in the early um early season base layer going on on the mountain and so, so this night it was like the first storm of the season right after thanksgiving kind of beginning of december and um so this experience this one was pretty much me a coworker came across like a couple of translucent humanoids and it's just been such a long time since we've talked about this <laughs>
1: Oh, no, you're yeah. good, man. Trying to, like, redig back up the memories.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, um, to get to, it, like, uh, um, home base for that job, we had this pump house. It was about a mile outside of the, like, city of the ski town. And um, so we would have to walk that every morning, or, like, at midnight. Um, this night, I left before my coworker normally would try to, like, walk around the same time. Um, about the time I was getting to like the edge of the town, like all the hairs on my body started sticking up and just had like a really bad feeling. Um, I kind of stopped around, shined my light all over the place, saw my coworker who was just down leaving an apartment complex, which is about at least like a quarter of a mile from like the edge of the town where I was at. But, um, I saw he was coming, so I figured I'd keep walking. Um, once I got about like, 200 feet from that area, just that really, uh, like, anxious feeling of dread and terror just like, doubled and it stopped me completely in my tracks. This time, when uh, I started shining my light in the tree line, um, after, like, taking a couple of takes, uh, I, like, stopped right along and, like, I hit this outline right next to a tree. And as soon as I stopped on it, the outline actually crouched down. i being stood up right next to a tree, and at first I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing this right now. And I like looked to see where my coworker was at. Uh, kept my eyes on it for a little bit, and like at the same time, like this whole time I'm just like terrified, kind of just didn't want to move at all. Um, and then after it was like no longer than 30 seconds. A uh, second one comes out of the tree right behind it like right, right to the left of it and like you can see the outline was like looking at the first one and then you can just notice like the chest twists, kind of look at me and then after about five seconds it just walked behind the first one and then behind another tree and at that point i was just like i'm out of fear saw where my co-worker was just so, so, turned back around couldn't see the first ones by the tree line and started like running backwards towards him and when i got to him he was walking backwards trying his right like completely opposite direction towards Freeline. line because um, our apartment like right, our backyard's right um on the bottom of us cliff line just for going up to the top of this cliff um and like we literally just like ran into each other for walking backwards uh, when we met up and when i was I saying like, what was going on, and he was just absolutely, like, terrified, exactly the same. The only difference, he was saying that he felt like he, something was just, like, staring at the back of his head the whole time um, he, like, left the apartment. And I didn't really have that feeling, which I've had that feeling, like, going on solo hikes and stuff out in the Sierra Mountains. Yeah, the ski resort's called Kirkwood. Um, it, like I said, it's about 40 miles south of South Lake Tahoe, exactly gotcha it's about, and it's about like twelve hundred feet higher than tahoe did
1: were these things like uh like extraterrestrial or was it like uh just something like like a shape or did you have any kind of idea of like what these things were
2: no not really. this one was before um like the u f o experience this is actually eight months before that and this is the first like paranormal weird experience i ever had
1: did it give you the impression like they were like, you almost, like, walked up on them, or was it more like they were actively trying to, like, watch what you guys were doing?
2: More like they were actively, like, watching what we were doing.
1: Like, they had, like, an and intention my, for being there?
2: Yeah. Mind you, like, before these first two experiences, i that, I, like, wasn't really into this shit at all. Like, I kind of knew about some of, like, the really famous UFO experiences and kind of... Um, like, I knew about Bigfoot. I was like, yeah, it could be out there. But, like, I wasn't, like, super into it. Like, listening to podcasts or, like, looking into this stuff. But at the time, I had, like, no idea.
1: Yeah, <laughs> all it takes is one experience, though. And then it opens the door for digging into everything and also being open to have more experiences happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, after this one, what was what was your follow-up experience? What was the next thing that happened?
2: <laughs> so... At the end of that um, ski season, like COVID shut it down early and like beginning of April. And so my family up in Washington has like a big 6,000 acre hop farm. And I've lived and worked up there for a couple of years now. And so after that season when COVID happened, I went up there for the quarantine. And uh, I was up there for about two months. And then one of my friends, uh, the guy, my coworker right now, who I'm working with doing this electrical apprenticeship with, he called me up saying he got a really good job offer and the boss of that is, like looking um, for someone to else too. So um, I just remember this night, um, I was like having extremely hard trouble sleeping. Kind of just like trying to decide if I want to stay up there or come back to where I'm living now. And uh, at like one thirty a.m. in the morning, I I was like, you know what? Do this. I'm gonna try to smoke smoke a bowl of weed and see if that'll help me go to sleep. As soon as I left my room, like the entire house was had this red and blue light just breathing into it and at first i was just like what the fuck is there like a cop or an ambulance on my driveway or like on any of my neighbors and my niece um since it's my family's farm i have like family all along this street like right across from me is uh my great aunt and uncle and my uncle's like 24 7 house hospital care so it wouldn't be like too odd for an ambulance or something to show up at that time So. That's where I figured I'd like check it out. So when I walk out the door though, like I look over to where the lights coming from. And in the front yard we have like two really big willow trees. And there's just like one perfect hole in the middle of these willow trees. And there was like a perfect flying saucer just like anchored hovering about like a mile away. It's in the middle of that hole of like where the two willow trees kinda of intersect. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I first saw that, I was amazed. You could see the top and the bottom disc were both rotating uh, clockwise. And then in the center, there was a section with a bunch of square windows. Each window was a different color, and it was like red, blue, yellow, green, orange, and purple. And uh, like, the pattern stayed exactly the same, just those colors kind of changed off every single one. And then um, that was rotating counterclockwise, opposite from the two top discs. You uh, know, naturally, first reaction was trying to get a picture, video from on my iPhone. <laughs> of course, and uh, <laughs> um, all the pictures came out like super blurry. Like it looked worse than like taking a blurry picture of like pop lights or something with a black background. Uh, and then uh, I tried to get it on video. And like you know on iPhones, how you can like slide over um, from the picture to the video mm-hmm. and listen. So every time I try to slide it over, it just bounces back. And then after about five bounces back, this notification popped up, and it was like video. Uh, yeah, video features like not accessible right now, which I've never seen before on an iPhone.
1: Yeah, it is super weird. That's like uh, some tampering with technology, kind of (laughs) weird.
2: Yeah, definitely. After that, kind of like, I was like, all right, I guess my phone's not working. (laughs) Um, So then, kind of, I was still like super excited, just like bouncing back before I'm trying to think of something to ask it. Um, I put up this thought, like telepathically, like straight at it. Um, pretty much asking it if it would <laughs> uh, take me on board show me if, flat, if there's land beyond the ice walls if there's like a hollow kind um, of like all oh, of those things and then as soon as I finished my thought my thought it popped into my head and, and it still kind of like put chills on my spine um, the thought coming back was like if we did that you would never be able to come back to see your family, your friends, anyone you, you love. You would have to remain like with us on the ship for the rest of your life, man. Uh, like as soon as that came, it was just like, "Fuck that!" Almost was like I was halfway through the front door, about to slam it shut, and I don't really know, don't know why, but I was like, "When's the next time I'm going to see a fucking flying saucer like this?" the decided to go back outside and watch it till like it left. And then from that point, I don't know how long really until I had the missing time. Cause it kind of just felt like well, not even five minutes really. Maybe it could have been ten, maybe it could've been fifteen. But just like next thing I know, it's just like boom, trap's gone. I looked at my phone as soon as it was gone, and um, my phone was saying it was like three thirty-five, and like when I originally went out there, it was like three thirty-three or one thirty-three. It was like barely past one thirty.
1: It's almost like one thing that I've always kind of wondered is if they have abilities to do things through the different lights that they use. Like they're more of like a spectrum or like a frequency. And yeah. I've heard from a few people that I've talked to that it almost seems like they've projected certain lights into people's rooms and it almost like either makes them move really fast or it makes everybody else freeze because nobody else will interact or move. They'll be moving like ridiculously slow and so that's, they'll be interacting.
2: That's w- one thing I definitely wondered about because, um, that road I live on is a pretty major road and like I've been like in that up that night, like, you see cars move down there really often. I didn't see a single car during that experience. It's like 1 a.m. to 3... About like 3.35 a.m.
1: So then uh, after this experience, uh, what was like the next... Uh, next thing that kind of happened in this uh, the storyline? Uh,
2: so... Uh, so I kind of repressed that experience for about a year. Well, actually... I guess I could go into those, um, the UFO invasion dreams. So, like I said, I like, in fact, we passed this experience for about a year. And about like two months after the experience, because I moved down to California where I'm living now the day after this happened. Um, so about like two months after that, I started having these like insanely vivid, pretty lucid um just like fighting off a fake UFO invasion dreams. Did you
1: and move because ahead. of this experience happening? Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah, like, so it serious. seemed like
1: I'm it kind of chased you back then. That's why I was curious if it was just like a fall of events that had happened or you particularly moved because of this experience.
2: hmm Yeah, I did. Um but so I was having those dreams like three to five times a week. Damn. One, so, like the very craziest one of those dreams is, um, so the reason why I call it a fake UFO invasion because, like, all, all the ones that were like destroying big major cities were these triangle UFOs that resembled kind of like fighter jets, but more also resembled like the straight up triangle UFOs you see and hear about, and especially how they moved and acted. And then um, there's one dream where the exact thing I saw that night was just like following, um, like me and the of people um, I was with, because like we'd be trying we'd make these like rescue missions, kind of scavenger supplies and like anyone in some of these major cities that would be destroyed. And um, so yeah, this one dream, um, the, the exact that exact flying saucer I saw that night was just following us, not destroying anything um but just continuously following us and like it was starting to freak us out and we it's like how the fuck does it keep finding this and then um i don't really remember like what hit me off to it but um i like figured it out in the dream and cut out this like metallic ball that's was on um, like the top of my shoulder blade kind of towards my neck and then when i woke up from it it felt, like, exactly where that was. And I noticed that there's, like, a ball <laughs> that's, like, underneath my skin.
1: See, I was going to ask, too. Did these dreams almost seem like they were in the future? Like, they may have been, like, some kind of, like, foreshadowing? Or were they, yeah, like, present day and time? Yeah, definitely.
2: They definitely felt like they could have been... Eh, maybe not, like, too far in the future. But, like... Yeah, maybe, like, five four or five years so- in so the for sure.
1: in the dream you were removing the ball from your neck, but you said that when you woke up that you felt it in your neck. So continuing on with <laughs> yeah, that ball, did you ever like attempt to remove it? Is it still there, or do you think that again maybe it's a foreshadowing that in the future you're gonna end up removing it?
2: <laughs> no, I have tried to remove it. Um, depending on what, after like the first time I felt contact with it, with was like a blade. You could pretty. Quickly realized that it's like a solid object, not really like thing a person or anything. You're normally like fine, and then after that, when I kind of like stop trying to.
1: Did you uh, ever kind of get an idea of what it could possibly be? Like, uh, did you in, in a dream or anything happen to f- think that it was like a tracking device or something in something that's weird what like I that? Thought
2: it was for sure. Yeah, that's what I thought it was for sure. But besides that, no, not really.
1: Because, I mean, assumably, if it's something extraterrestrial, it's not just a tracker device. It could theoretically probably, like, know every single activity that you're doing. It could keep a, keep a track of your heart rate, keep track of literally anything, how much water you're yeah, drinking.
2: exactly. That's what I was about to say from some of the, the documentaries I've been watching of what um, scientists and doctors who have taken these things out of people. That's kind of what they say they most likely would be able to do
1: see and it's funny too because if you transition it into like what we do for animals in nature like it's no different like we pretty much will tag animals to kind of keep track of them we just don't have as advanced of technology but that just kind of shows like extraterrestrials what we would theoretically be to them like they're looking at us like how we view animals in nature like observing and like you're lo- looking at it again is more like animalistic in a way. Like you're, you're just trying to like experience the nature, but you may not actually see it as an like equivalent life form to yourself. You know?
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The first time I heard you talk about like pretty much just doing like fish, uh, catching the leash, like fishing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That wouldn't hit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause they do this thing where they'll put like this, uh, luminescent, um, th- they'll use a syringe and they'll put this like luminescent liquid into a fish and then the idea with that is that if they ever mm-hmm. catch that fish again, they shine a flashlight on it and it'll, it'll pop up and then they'll know if it's the same fish that they've had before. So, I mean, no different with extraterrestrials, but again, advanced technology. So it's not just a, a dye that's in the skin. It's a device that tells them every single thing that the thing's doing. And I mean, even just from human technology, man, with like narrow link and everything, I don't feel like we're too far off from realistically having an all-in-one device like that.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Especially connecting at the base of your neck, because that's kind of like where your nerves from your brain connect into everything else. So that's like the exact spot where you'd be able to keep track of the brain and then everything that the brain's telling the rest of the body to do.
2: Yeah. So for the next, like, kind of run of experiences, you know, I kind of always wondered if it could have been, like, from that. Because, but, um, so, what was it? About, like, the weird. 2020, um, I was getting like really into meditation and astral projection and a lot of that stuff for like probably the past six months before that. And then, and then I was like, that remember the first time I messaged you, it was probably like the beginning of that year, before kind of some of these experiences started happening. And as I got to these ones, I was like, I do how much I really want to we talked about this <laughs> issue because this is pretty out there.
1: Well, the good news um, is you're in the perfect place to tell the story because, you know, it, I'm one of those people. I listen to the, everything that you've had to say, man, and I don't feel like it's that far off, especially considering a lot of the people I've talked to, um, especially including the people that are involved in like the 20 and backs. Like the technology's there, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, picture where I had this first orb experience first, where, really doing not too uncommon. I was meditating we kind of, as soon as it ended I woke up my eyes and um, just like a tennis ball size solid white light shoots through my window through a tapestry I have over my window and kind of just like goes into the middle of my room stops right there and then like flashes by like expanding into the whole room for about a second and then it disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, um, I'd kind of been looking into this stuff a lot, a little bit more. And so like, I had hurt, kind of, experiences like that. And then, uh, like, about a month after that, I uh, tried to bring up some of the memories from the missing time from that UFO experience. Um, just by, like, through meditation, kind of doing, like, a guided kind of meditation into memory. And, um, once I got to like the point where that really uh, the missing time happened I just got like a really bad feeling kind of like all the hairs on my body stood up and uh, it kind of like put me in a weird trance, like state and like in my mind's eye instead of like doing the visualization of seeing the craft and being there that night Um, there was like this weird breathing pattern and then like the face of a gray that's coming in and it it took me like at least a couple minutes to actually come out of that meditation but after that being said it would pretty weird Um, so like pretty commonly when I'd like be doing meditations and going to sleep after that, like my whole body would get like, get this jolt from the inside. And it literally felt like some kind of like presence was like shocking me. And there's like pit me for a second and like Talking about a shitty way to enter in <laughs> meditation. <laughs> um and then after like that was happening for at least like three weeks, I started to see like the images of these the, the heads of grays, um, normally it would just be like one at a time and it would start like, wow, I'd have my eyes closed in meditation. And then if I was in a completely solid dark room, when I'd come out of it, sometimes it would still just be.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
2: Yeah, there, was my open kind of session. And it was just, like, the
1: face? There wasn't, like, a body or any, like, background to it yeah, or anything?
2: sometimes it would be, um, but majority, it would just be, like, kind of like the upper kind of interface, but very really rarely did you see, like, the full apparition of the body.
1: Were they, like, uh, uh, like, moving or anything, or was it just kind of, like, a solid image?
2: It's kind of, like, a solid image with, like, a feeling of presence. Um... So that continued to happen for like a couple of weeks and then the battle came to an end with this second orb experience which um I never used to be like super religious kind of this one has definitely made me look into stuff a little more um, but this one night I uh, I was like getting, um I was having like those jolts kind of pretty often. I remember I had like three of them, and in between like five to ten minutes, probably close to like five minutes and at that point, um I like just shot up and instantly I saw two of those grades with like the upper bodies pretty much and yeah. Um, so at this point too I had started picking up on like praying because I had heard that it like helps um with some people when they are going through like an alien induction and encountering entities and stuff like that. And then uh, I was also like getting into kinda some of like the Golden Dawn stuff and um, and some of those rituals. So I was trying to do this um uh, uh in the invocation of like the four archangels mm-hmm. and doing that like through meditation every time I'd get past like one of the angels kind um there's like a conversation would be broken and like these things would like pierce into your mind's eye. Um
1: like observing you trying to see what you're doing, assumably. Because I mean even like the standing around watching you thing it kind of gives me that like watcher or even going back to your first experience, like they they have some kind of interest in you and what you're doing.
2: Mhm. Um, yeah, possibly. Um, but yeah, so that was going on for about like thirty minutes, and um, but we just like my visualization this pretty much like fuck up anything. couldn't even do the visualization and then out of nowhere um an image of an angel like solid blue appears in the mind's eye, and it has uh like a flaming blue sword, and with one swing of the sword, it just gets rid of these entities and after I saw that like in my head, I opened my eyes. And like immediately, there's just this solid, blue, like, navy blue tennis size orb sitting at the base of my bed, like, at eye level. And stared at it for about five to ten seconds, and it did the same thing where it just expanded to the whole room, and then it was gone. Did the whole and room
1: fill I- up with that color when it expanded?
2: Oh, yeah. Like, both times with those orb experiences. <laughs>
1: Going back to what yeah. I was kind of saying about uh, being able to do something through frequencies and spectrums of light, Mm-hmm. even if it's taken like a flash image or something like that form. I mean, there's something to to the colors. Like there's a because it seems like different colors result in different things happening. Also,
2: mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I've definitely heard that for from other people. But, um, but so after that experience. Like, I had, like, one other pretty weird experience, but it wasn't with those, like, same kind of entities. Oh, pretty much those experiences, like, being able to see those entities and them kind of fucking with me, just completely stopped after that. But about a week after that, I was going, like, laying in bed, getting ready to go to sleep. I was probably, like, on the edge of sleep, really. And something just scream in my left ear as loud as it could. And I could just, you know, answer just like, kind of, like, bounce up, like, what the fuck was that? And that one was, like, a solid black orb with, like, two red eyes and, like, a red mouth. And it kind of just, like, looked like it was smiling and kind of just floated away. And after about, like, five seconds, it was just pretty much gone.
1: How would you uh, describe the scream? Like, did it sound human like? Did it sound like a male, female? Like, what what did the scream exactly sound like? Kind
2: of. It was probably close to the female. It was like extremely high pitched, but it definitely did sound human like.
1: Do you think it was more of a scream or possibly like a certain frequency being played? Like a high pitched frequency?
2: Definitely resembled like a scream esque.
1: (laughs) Because I'm kind of wondering with the combination of orbs and that, if again, it goes back into kind of what i was mentioning like playing certain sounds to do certain things also Mm -hmm.
2: yeah so funny when i filled out my mufon um like report like at the end of the report they ask you about like kind of things going on recently in your life and one of the questions is have you been having experiences of orbs of light in your house (laughs) (laughs) i found that one extremely interesting (laughs)
1: Yeah, especially considering, what, that's three experiences that you've mentioned so far with different orbs now?
2: Yeah. Those are the only three I've ever had, too. What was that? I said those are the only three I've ever had, too. <laughs> but.
1: So, uh, kind of pushing forward, too, into the, like, the regression stuff, um, what did you kind of dig up when you were doing some of the regressions, as far as uh, like the missing time, possibly, or any other connection that they may have possibly been trying to have or make with you?
2: Yeah, so, um, I couldn't really get, um, dig up, like, the conversation that was going on. um, the kind of aggression that friend does is, like, get you into, um, kinda, like, a more, uh, relaxed subconscious state, and then, but, like, try to guide you through, um, what you described your experience as to kind of trigger some good subconscious to play the memory to. It was kind of like a rough way to explain it. And that was really like, um, uh, one thing I was kind of fun to kind of like get anything out of, but, and then also once we got to like the implant getting put in there, like, Kind of just came out of it completely. But here, I'll start. So, like, once the missing time came in, the way I saw how I got even on board the ship was a white orb of light came out from the bottom of the ship and pretty much came straight towards me and, like, hit... Came into like the center of my chest and expanded out. Um, after seeing that, it took a bit for anything else to come through. It was just a lot of colors for a couple minutes. And um, once things did start coming through, I could see I was like on board the and, and it really, uh, um, it really wasn't, like, that big of a ship. Like, some of the um, airplanes were a lot bigger than that. But, um, after looking around for a little bit, yeah. like, the only two beans I saw on this ship were these two. Tall grays. Um, I haven't ever really seen an image kind of like these. Um, you know how normally like they're portrayed with having like a kind of oval-shaped head. Mm-hmm. Um, these ones were just more like a shape elongated skull, but still same solid black eyes.
1: Like the South American yeah. skulls.
2: Yeah, kinda. Um, and. Sorry about that. Oh, no, you're good. Um, but yeah, like the South American schools, And then uh, they were wearing like black robes. Then, so I would imagine the way we communicated would be telepathically, because that's kind of how like, I was able to send a thought and a thought come back to me before being on the ship. Um, because for a while, it was just like staring back at these things until um, the regressionist kind of started to poke towards like how I got the implant and stuff, and then once so that one I didn't really have any visual memories, but when she was like poking towards that, you could but the feeling of just getting. A slice like on the top of the shoulder blade, and then you know, feeling a a ball being pressed into that open wound that was just open um that pretty much just popped me out of the um, kind of hitting <laughs>
1: I don't know if I asked this earlier, but like how how big would you like describe the ball like what would you compare it to
2: probably like a marble like a marble maybe like, yeah, but not like a one of the bigger ones, but
1: like, is it noticeably, like, protruding off your skin or anything? Like, can you see it if you're, you're good. looking you're, at
2: it? Um, uh, I really have been able to spot it in a mirror, but any person I've, like, kind of pointed it to, they find it pretty quickly. I could always find, like, feel it super quickly.
1: So, um, <clears throat> continuing, again, on with your, with more of your experiences, um, what, what was, like, the next thing that you happened to be able to regress?
2: Yeah. So, that was actually all I was able to address on that first one. Um, I'm planning on going up to Washington to to get the regression from the Mifon investigator I talked to when she offered it.
1: Kind of where you're at with the uh, experiences currently?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Um, A portion of them pulling blood. But that was more like a kind of... Intuition thought. I don't even know how to describe that experience. Yeah, that was something that was kind of came to me when I was asking questions towards like my guides and um, seeing some weird lights in the sky, which kind of happens pretty often for me. At this point, I'm just like, seriously.
1: So, at least Go. like from your experiences, Um, like, what do you, what do you kind of like justify these things or extraterrestrials as like, do you think that they're something coming from somewhere else? Uh, do you think that there's something that's kind of like within a different reality that's still kind of in the same place? Uh, do you think that they're using our DNA for something like, like what's kind of, what's kind of your understanding, at least from your experiences, um, as far as like extraterrestrials and what you think their like agenda may be? So I, I always like to ask this question, of course, for anybody that does have contact.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's honestly a mix of all, uh, like the Greys. I do. But I, mean, I mean, so I've kind of gotten into a lot of like Rudolph Steiner and Edward Casey, and it kind of talks about like a faction of the Atlantean race, um, like going down the tangent humanist path and devolving the bodies to a point where they can't like recreate and everything and it makes sense if they were too much trying to, like, using our dna trying to get back into that life wave of the earth
1: i've heard a lot that, of different th- theories about that too that they were us at one point and now they're yeah. trying to ref figure out how to like reproduce and things. Cause they've gotten to a point where they're genetic, they're doing stuff genetically in order to reproduce. Like they're mixing this DNA with this DNA and not really like reproducing in the typical way that like we would imagine it to be. But I feel like, um I don't know. I feel, I feel like there'd be a lot of issues involved with that as far as like genetically speaking to the people where, you may have it down to a science, but when it comes to the human body or just anybody in general, even like animals, there's always these weird little like faults that'll happen. And I guess with advanced enough technology, maybe you can correct the faults, but maybe they're trying to find a way to kind of like reconnect the DNA and reconstruct it because it's kind of like that, uh, the copier idea that if you keep doing like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, eventually that copy is going to start to degrade and you're going to need to like restart the copy in order to make it so that you can recopy it again. So it may kind of be like the same concept that maybe they're trying to take, Human DNA to try to figure out like their base DNA again so that they can use that in order to be able to like reconstruct where they are because they're essentially too far down the line of copies where they're starting to have like genetic faults now or something, possibly.
2: Yeah, yeah. definitely believe like something along that line.
1: <laughs> I always like to theorize on stuff, of course, so that's uh, I always got to make time to do that,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: but um. I guess as far as uh, your experiences and everything go, um, we're running to about about an hour or so now. So uh, if you don't have anything else that you'd like to share, we can uh, we can start wrapping it down a little bit now.
2: Okay. So I could share this um, out of body experience I had uh, at the very end of the interview I had with Midtown Investigator. She was asking about that, like native experiences, out of body experiences, because it's actually a lot more common for people to have had those to actually have um UFO experiences is what you told me or like people that have had them or at a higher rate of having like a UFO experience and I honestly just like naturally kind of wondered if some of these things are kind of like drawn to me because of this experience um uh this one like really actually shaped kind of a lot of my beliefs and I'm like, God, man, um, reincarnation, and it's like a lot of that stuff.
1: As far as, uh, like, I feel like if people are have the ability to leave their body, astral project, maybe it's a step closer to where they were again, kind of going back into, like, the DNA thing. Because I feel like, theoretically, just off of all of the different experiences that I've talked to with people, um, they seem to be able to have this ability where they're, like, in the physical and in the spiritual, but at the same time. Where it seems like as humans, most of the time we like meditate, whatever, and it seems like you can only be into one at once. But if you have a human that has the ability to at least get into the other one that most people typically aren't, it may be a little bit of a step closer to like their base DNA that they're trying to get back to. Because I feel like their base DNA is still a little bit more like evolved than like where we currently
2: are. Yeah, definitely
1: which may also be another sense. reason why they're kind of tagging and watching is because I mean they could be saying all right this one has potential all right this one has potential this one has potential and then they keep an eye on it and I mean that could even go into where like you know they seem to follow different family lines too is that maybe the intention is that all right if this person has this ability maybe their offspring will have this ability and these are the bloodlines that we need to follow because they're already showing signs of having these abilities. So it's more of like a tracking and watching until the species has adapted to a point where they're able to be used again. So maybe currently we're just kind of in the tagging and watching portion until until we evolve, maybe another couple hundred years or however long it may take. I mean, there, everybody talks about the Great Awakening happening. Maybe that's part of the Great Awakening is getting to that level again of evolution that we may have already been to in the past, or maybe a specific group of humans have been into in the past. And yeah, we just, we just need to evolve back to that point in order to have that ability in order to actually have connections with other things that exist within our reality. Because if you break it down, man, if you're trying to move yourself with the physical, like just traveling anywhere in space, it's, would take such a long amount of time and you wouldn't be able to travel at a fast enough speed in order to get anywhere in any decent amount of time. So there's got to be this other component to it where you have like the spiritual. And one other thing that I've kind of questioned when it comes to all the extraterrestrial experiences is if they have the ability to do that theoretically, where they're kind of in both at once, are they based in their home planet, like where they are, like that's where their physical body's at. And then what we're seeing is like their projections of like the spiritual or their Spiritual self, their other side of their self that they're using to go these vast distances um, because maybe it's just easier to travel, or if you're able to disconnect yourself, even if you're in like a physical vessel still, um, maybe the physical vessel is able to travel faster without, you know, essentially destroying like your physical body because you're like a spiritual body instead.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've actually always wondered that because my family's had that farm for. Like six generations now, my uh second cousin to a well, it. that would be like the sixth generation. So, who knows? Maybe the family could have had experiences. So,
1: have you heard any like reference or mention to anybody else in your family, or is there anybody else in your nah, family that you've heard that's kind of open?
2: I haven't asked um, some of the people I, I would expect uh, probably would. <laughs> something I'm money ask kind of like more of my immediate family that's down here in california right now because i only went up there once like a couple months after the experience for a wedding um and at that point i like still was repressing that experience completely <laughs> like, this day. i
1: mean even if like, it's not uh, your close immediate family right now i mean it could be a couple generations back there could have been like a heavy yeah, experience a, within your line that's
2: what I, that's what i was kind of thinking too
1: I'm almost. I'm curious if there's a way to kind of like dig into that. Like, I wonder if uh, there's anybody in your family that possibly like saved journals or anything like that, and wonder if anybody documented anything strange that you could possibly dig through, even if it's just a generic journal of life. Maybe there's some weird stuff that happens to be within that.
2: Yes, I have read one um, that was like my grandma's um, mom's sister. I think, but yeah, that would be interesting to ask her might be able to find something
1: <laughs> i mean even just digging into the area itself um you know news reports things like that um
2: oh dude that spot is a huge hot spot so like that was the first thing when i talked to him with investigator she's like yeah the reason why i'm applying so quick is because there are so many reports from that city i mapped it like um so right there that city on the edge of it is a native american reservation and then there's like an even bigger one further up in the mountains, but like that's like right in this valley, like the Yakima Valley, it's like Central Washington. And um like back before people colonized it, it was just like all um the Iroquois and the Cherokee and like Soric tribes that um I've been hearing a lot of reports out of there. Um, like I watch all of Dave Politis this is YouTube videos and I've heard about like four or five cases that he said of either Sasquatch reports from the sixties to the eighties to UFO reports like all in that valley.
1: <laughs> See, one thing that I've kind of been wondering recently is they they pick specific locations, especially with like Native American stuff. Like when it comes to like burial grounds, things like that, I don't think that they I think they pick the location because of it having something special to it. And theoretically speaking, like they're looking at it from like a, like a spiritual side like that, but you could be looking at it from like a more scientific side and maybe there's some type of like microscopic, like black holes in specific regions. And that's why we're not able to like see them is because they're so small, but maybe there's different entities, beings that are using those to travel through. And I'm not necessarily saying they're shrinking themselves because if you're going through like a wormhole or a black hole, um, it could be something as like, you you could get, you could pretty much like get sucked into it and I don't really know exactly like how your shape would form, but like it would it could essentially shrink you and pull you through it. Cause it's able to like contort reality around it. So if that's true and things kind of get pulled through it, I mean, that could even explain like people that have random time slip experiences is maybe they walk into these things and don't even realize that they walked into it because again, it's like a microscopic black hole and or wormhole rather, rather than a black hole. And, uh, that's like what the, what the specific thing is for these certain locations is that maybe the black holes, wormholes, they can't get created, but if they're already in specific locations, they just kind of take advantage of them and use them, you know, kind of like a, like a, yeah. like a high speed, um, <laughs> subway or something, you know? And like, this is the <laughs> let out location. <laughs> and I mean, that could even go into other realities too. Cause if you get into the whole like interdimensional Bigfoot theory, or even just kind of the way I, I kind of view it is, they could be dimension over from our dimension and some of them like walk through unintentionally kind of like how people unintentionally walk through uh like time slips and things like that um you know i don't necessarily think that sasquatch may may be in full control of it it could be something that they accidentally walk through too and that's again where these like high strangest areas are is that there's that wormhole black hole whatever you want to call it could be an entrance for like multiple dimensions or realities to be able to all kind of come through. Like it could be one channel going out, but there could be like three channels that it splits to coming in. And then theoretically going through one, you could come back through and go towards any one of those three going backwards, kind of like looking at it almost like a chicken foot shape.
2: Yeah. No, definitely. I've kind of thought of it as like there would be, there could be one on either side, one stacked on top and below. And like you said, kind of just like um, These portals that open up, or somehow maybe the veil thins for a bit and things do this step through.
1: It could even be some kind of like a uh, like intricate like root working type system where it's not just like here's an entrance, here's an exit, but it splits off into a million directions and you gotta look at it more like how like roots would work under the ground could be how these wormholes theoretically work on the other side of the veil is that it's just all these different lanes you can travel down. And if you don't know what you're doing, you're just going to get pulled to wherever the current pulls you. But if you know what you're doing, you're able to manipulate and kind of converge yourself through the different areas of the wormhole to get to the location that you're trying to get at and going into these advanced races like extraterrestrials, they could have years and years and years of knowing how to do this type of stuff. And then you have, again, people like us or like Sasquatch that just kind of accidentally walks through and ends up wherever the fuck we are on the other side, wherever the current happens to be flowing towards at that time.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, That is an interesting way to look look at that. I thought of it that way.
1: That just kind of popped in my head, too. I was like, that that makes sense to me, at least. (laughs) But that's one of the best parts about the show, man, is that people can kind of throw stuff, and then you just kind of let your mind wander. And kind of, if you don't entertain the theories, like, nobody's ever going to bring them up. No theory is too ridiculous. Like, you got to entertain all theories to at least some extent.
2: (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
1: Until proven false, of course. (laughs) 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 But all that stuff, as far as we are with people... Now, I, I don't think that in our lifetime we will necessarily be uh, proven false on anything like that. So, <laughs> But uh, it's kind of wrapping it down towards the end. Um, I always like doing words of wisdom from the guest to the listener. So if there's any words of wisdom that you'd like to assume on the listeners, what would they be?
2: Well, probably just never be military beliefs because you'd never be surprised what could happen to change them
1: truth man it always works out that everybody always gets nervous about the words of wisdom but it always ends up flowing into the conversation and ends up fitting very well so very 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 good true words of wisdom my friend (laughs) but uh i appreciate you making the time to come on the show i appreciate you um sharing your experiences of course and uh if you ever want to get into the other side of your experiences whenever you're kind of comfortable sharing all of those things um you know i'm always more than happy to sit down and uh entertain some theories with you my friend
2: Yeah, thank you for having me on again. It's uh, always nice to actually talk about these things with someone who could, who will throw ideas back off. Because normally, when you tell these kind of experiences, people like they might like even if they believe you, they're not always going to have like, kind of conversation with you about them.
1: I always like to say, I mean, it kind of fits the show. Inquiries of our reality. Whenever you are presented with something that's a strange, unexplained phenomenon, the only way to actually figure it out is to weirdly enough, make inquiries about it. (laughs) Yeah, true. And that's uh, at the root of it. What theorizing is, is asking more questions about it and developing theories. So (laughs) if you guys enjoyed the show and you don't mind dropping a review or a rating, I definitely appreciate it. Hopefully five stars only. Awesome way to help the show grow. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of me for any reason whatsoever, you guys can email me at inquiries of podcast at outlook.com. You can also go to the link tree and fill out the submission form up at the top, or you can shoot me a message on social media. The one that I'm the most active on, of course, is Instagram. Uh, I do want to have a conversation with all of you guys, so don't hesitate to shoot me a message. Everything that I've mentioned, all available under the link tree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash podcast. And with that, hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. And I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody.